Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's a reminder for us all that giant leaps often start with small steps. It's very important when you grow up, especially in the life we grow up, that you realize that there's life happens beyond palace walls. For them, their world's quite small and, and to really sort of notice the small things. Hi there, you're listening to Royals. It's the only podcast that reveals what really goes on behind the palace walls. I'm your host, Zoe Burrell, and I'm a writer about all things royal at New Idea magazine. And I'm Angela Mollard, a journalist, author, and proud royal expert. On today's show, we're going to be chatting about the royals' heartfelt bushfire responses. The shocking royal suicide. And the passion that Meghan shares with Diana. But first, Zoe, Andrew. I We finished the year wondering whether he was going to turn up to church. Of course he did, but he is very sneaky. He got in for the early service, (laughs) which I thought was a a very shrewd move. He couldn't have not gone to church. He needed to go to church. But what he's done is he sort of snuck in under the radar and he had Prince Charles by his side. They went early. You know, people weren't expecting it. Obviously, I think it was a a 9am service versus the 11am, which is more typical. He was in and out before or any of the potential protesters could have had a go at him. Look, I think it was a smart move, to be honest. He needed to go if he'd gone with the royal family. I think the fact that the pictures on it meant that there were two different sets of pictures and there was explaining to do around it and things, I think it sort of muddied the waters around it. But he was there. He was with Prince Charles, which showed a massive sign of endorsement from Charles. But I think there's been a lot of messaging since then from the Queen around who matters in this family. And we'll get on and talk about that. But yeah, I think uh, it's going to be a very slim down monarchy this year in terms of who's publicising what they're doing. Oh, yes, I definitely agree with you there. Mm. And I do think it was a very smart move for him to at least go in the morning. Yeah, I know. He would have been crapping himself, wouldn't he? Oh, I'm sure he was so worried. I know. But anyway, that is the story of the year. I'm I really want to see what's going to happen with that story. But, of course, we've got lots of other things happening, including weddings and potential babies. (laughs) Exactly. But we sort of got to start with the bushfires Mm. because it's been absolutely devastating. And the royals have come out and sent their messages of support, haven't they? Roundly, actually, Zoe. So all of them, so Meghan and Harry have put up a series of images. They talk about how they're personally connected to the communities and people that they visited in 2018. They actually went as far as to describe the global environmental crisis as an eco side. It's really the first time I've, I've heard that. Have you heard that mentioned? It's a, that's a really strong word. Mm. They are going to very much be the front runners when it comes to environmental issues on behalf of the royal family. Although, of course, William and Kate announced the environmental prize over the new year, whereby, much like the moon landings, they declared that the 10 years of trying to get on the moon, they wanted to replicate that with innovation and ideas around the environment and stemming climate change. And so they've offered these prizes on an annual basis, five of them, monetary prizes, to people with innovation and ideas. I so love that announcement. It's, it's I think such it's great. A, such a great idea. And the, and the fact that, I, look, what I do hope, though, is there's not a growing competition between the Cambridges and the Sussexes over who takes charge of the environment. I mean, it's a massive portfolio, obviously, as we've seen in the way that w- you know, we've responded to the bushfires here is that you need a, a, a multi-pronged approach to it. And I think they both have a role within the environmental portfolio. 
we know that there's friction between that relationship at the moment. We don't want to see them uh, sort of fighting out to be the best charitable royal on the issue of environment. So, <laughs> no, for, for the good of the planet. <laughs> but I, you can see it happening. I mean, it, this is it's all manoeuvring and posturing and who's seen to be doing what and who's worthwhile. Harry would very much say that that was, you know, his concern and that William's there to try and be the next king and that, you know, this, these are his areas of concern. So... It's going to be one to watch. So the Queen put out a lovely message. Kate and William put out a message. Um, Mary. Uh, I love seeing her, Mary. That was lovely. You know, she our, sent her, our Aussie princess. Exactly. She <laughs> sent it, her message directly to Scott Morrison, in fact, and she she was very heartfelt about it. She she sort of talked about how being Australian, the Australian fighting spirit and how she was watching from afar and that it made her very proud to see uh, the country responding in the way that uh, they have. So, you know, she's got a lot on at the moment. Her children are starting a, a new year in Switzerland. They're going to oh, do a yes, term I of schooling. some gorgeous photos yeah. of them all in the snow. I know, with all their little <laughs> snow boots on. So yeah. she's got a busy year. She's actually relocating to Switzerland for a term. Um, but, you know, she still finds the time, obviously, to connect back here. But there's one uh, royals I think that are really interesting is that um, Zara Phillips and her husband, uh, Mike Tyndall, have been here. And there's been some lovely photos of them playing in the surf oh, up on the Gold yes. Coast. They're here for the Magic Millions um, racing event. But they have been very uh, sort of forthcoming talking about the bushfires, about raising money, uh, the work that they're doing. Zara did some event where she was riding, uh, the you know, sort of mixed work and pleasure. And they spent their new year with Rebel Wilson. Which I, I saw that. <laughs> Who knew they were friends? I mean, I you would never put them. I would never have made that connection. And I love that photo because Rebel Wilson's sort of diving in on the photo. <laughs> and um, they do seem the most down to earth. There's the royals you want to meet. So my number one royal to meet, although I've been within a metre of them, are Meghan and Harry. But my royals I'd like to hang out with would be Zara and Mike, I reckon. I agree with Who you. Who would you like to hang out with? Lots of fun. Yeah. Do you reckon that'd be the best? Who would you like I to hang out so with? I think so too. Like you just have to see those New Year's party pics and it looks like they're having a blast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. They're having great times. They're just normal, aren't they? I really like them. Anyway, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, well, of course, Meghan and Harry, they went on their big hiatus for six weeks, was it? Yeah, but- it was, and do you know what? It was perfect timing, wasn't it? Because they just kind of went un- they, they went underground as all the Andrews stuff was bubbling out. And it mm. feels like we've had n- no talk around them. Anyway, they are doing their first engagement this week. I they- know, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it will just be a handshake and a nice dress, so we don't so, get but- too excited. It's just the, uh, the Canadian uh, embassy in London, they're going to go and uh, meet the ambassador and say a big thank you for basically keeping them <laughs> hidden away in Canada. <laughs> I mean, it is been extraordinary, isn't it? Typically, you would go, you, they would go on a holiday in the past when I was covering these sorts of stories in London, you would always get photos. I mean, they've been incognito, haven't they? They've been, I love yes. that story where there's, they're on a walk in the Canadian uh, Vancouver bushland and they're walking along and this couple are taking a selfie with a selfie stick and they're not getting a very good picture and Megan and Harry walk up and Megan offers to take a picture of them. They go, oh, yeah, thanks. And then they realise who it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> can you imagine? Meg, and then they look over at Harry and go, oh, my gosh, look who that is. And then she's going, oh, you know, Megan's going, I hope I don't stuff this up. And meanwhile, this couple are trying to pose like it's the most normal thing in the world for <laughs> you know, a member of the royal family to take your selfie for you. But I was thinking about it. I was thinking it must be really cool to just go along for a walk as a romantic couple, see someone taking a selfie and just offer to take a picture for them and just be what she once was, which was an ordinary person. I mean, I'm talking, you know, before suits and all that sort of thing. Just 
having a touch of non-recognition must be so precious. And you can imagine, I mean, you can imagine wanting to engage in that way, just engaging with another couple. I think they were a Russian couple on their holiday as well. I mean, that norm, normalcy, they don't get it, do they? No, they don't. So I think they probably very much loved this break. That's right. And I love the picture that they, uh, it's the, the one of uh, Harry holding baby oh, Archie. isn't it so adorable? Style leader that he is. <laughs> so he sold out that jacket. We're talking um, Archie, not Harry, obviously. Yes. So the little bobble <laughs> hat is a New Zealand merino company, completely sold out. The Bowden jacket, Bowden's a mid-range um, clothing, super, super cute. That sold out. And then, of course, he was wearing the little sheepskin Ugg boots that were given to him when Meg was here and announced the pregnancy. So it was a really well-thought-out outfit. Anyway, there was another picture, though, that was very, very important. So as you probably know, just before Christmas, we had all those images of Prince George stirring Christmas puddings for the British Legion. And I thought, yeah, look, there's a lot of um, the the optics on this. Uh, this is the core of the royal family. This is who who's going to go into the future. This is who we're concentrating on. Don't worry about little Andrew and all his misdemeanors. This is <laughs> these are the people you need to trust here. I mean, it was it's like the, it was like a you know full on marketing poster for HRH, and then. They'd go and release another one, like just a couple of days ago, where again, it's the Queen with her beautiful white dress and her little handbag, Charles, William and George. George wearing very cute tartan well, pants. I must say, those <laughs> do remind me of the my school pants, <laughs> my high school winter pants in the tartan. I know. And, and it's, I know that... Actually, very hideous, but I do like the way they've covered off, you know, Scotland as well by doing that. It's a lot of messaging going on. This is saying, trust in us. We're the stable people. We're going to be fine. You've got, you know, 200 years of leadership here standing in front of you. We've got ongoing decades of continuity and substance. And, and this is who we're promoting. And this is very very much apparently being driven by Prince Charles. When he takes over, he wants a very slim down monarchy. He doesn't want brothers, sisters, extended heirs to the throne. Uh, sort of taking taxpayers' money and doing work ostensibly on behalf of the royal family. But as we can see, they become more open to uh, corruption issues or speculation around the things that they do. If you slim it down, you've only got the core membership and they each have a role. So I think it's a smart move. It's a very sort of 2020 move. And I think that sort of that was the Queen determining the future. And it also made sense now why George and William drove to the Queen's Christmas lunch together without oh, Kate and the other kids. I know, didn't there's it? a lot of message. <laughs> it, I know. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, it's, they need to be careful, though. We're not stupid. And I think, you know, <laughs> you can hit us over the head with these optics. And look, they just have to be normal as well, I think. And look, I, I think the. The Queen's messaging is around the heirs to the throne, but I think the real power is in Kate and William's marriage. It's a very stable marriage. I mean, so is Charles and Camilla's, but there's the sense of Kate preparing the next generation. And, you know, if I was the Queen, I'd be taking her in for tea and scones regularly to say (laughs) a massive thank you for what she's doing because she's doing an extraordinary job. And um, the only little sort of murkiness that's ever been really around Kate is, is the issue with Rose Hanbury, who was a friend of uh, sort of family friends who lived up in Norfolk. And uh, when the when 
Kate and William and the hall, the, the, the home that was given to them by the Queen, they used to socialise with Rose Hanbury. And then there was a lot of stories, if you remember last year, about the fact that William had become too close to Rose Hanbury. But actually, they were at a church service again just this weekend. I so, know, I so was shocked. Kate I stepped out. She was wearing a really cool hat, a fedora, very instead cool. of her usual fluffy nonsense. I, I don't mean fluffy, fluffy nonsense. I, I prefer <laughs> a fedora hat. I think it's a very good look. It looked and very did, trendy, did very look great. She looked really cool. <laughs> And of course, Rose Hanbury is a is a former model. Uh, but the, suge- the the fact they were both there together, and there's some talk that that Rose Hanbury is going to be at Kate's birthday celebrations, whether or not that happens or not. But it shows that uh, you know the ha- Rose Hanbury and her husband would not have turned up had there not been some settling and and wanting to show that they were back at friends again. So interesting. But they weren't seen talking together, but the very fact they were there uh, suggests that that little rupture in the royal family has now been put to bed. We talked earlier about Christmas with the British royals, but there's another royal family who actually had quite a devastating time this Christmas. What yeah, happened? they did. I mean, we're getting all these details of, of how the royals spent their family. We know that Archie got a ball pit and some blocks and uh, books for Christmas. But there was a very quiet, um, a really sad story among the royals, the European royals. And look, there were plenty of European royals, but but we're increasingly knowing more about them because as our interest in the British royal family increases, so the interest in the European royal family. So The Princess Martha Louise of Norway, she's 48, and her former husband uh, took his own life on Christmas Day. Now, he's the father of three young daughters, a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And she put this message on her Instagram saying that the children had been left in deep pain and sorrow following his death and that they had been looking forward to spending Christmas together. So she and he, despite separating, that they were going to spend Christmas together. Uh, he took his his life. Uh, they're, they're, as I said, the children are sixteen, fourteen, and ten. She spoke about how what a wonderful father he was, how much he added to their lives, and I just the, what's really sad about that is that for for this these girls, Christmas will forever be besmirched by that episode, won't it? You know, yeah, of all so the days. I mean, anyone taking their life is a very sad thing, but I think for for the children, for your father to do it on Christmas Day. So who knows what he was going through? But look, uh, the new spirit of talking about these things, I, you know, for a royal in the past 20, 30 years ago, you would never have heard any comment about it. So the fact that she's been open about that and the struggles, I think, is, you know, is important and worthwhile. Yeah, I, th- I agree with you. I think it's important. And it has sort of been quite a tough Christmas for, I think, lots of families, especially yeah. in Australia yeah. here with the bushfires. Exactly. So. Yeah, there's a lot. To, you know, it's been really bittersweet, hasn't it? It's mm. And and I think for the royal family, well, as we know from the Queen's speech that she she referred to a bumpy year, mm. um, and I think a lot of people, yeah, exactly that, that there is a bumpy. And I don't imagine twenty twenty, particularly for the royals, is going to be any less bumpy. I think I think there's still stories that are going to play out. There's still friction between William and Harry. There's still the Prince Andrew issue. We've got Beatrice's wedding, which we're going to um, talk about later. But I think there's still plenty of areas of friction and potential uh, problems. And I think it goes like that. You get a couple of years. When Meghan and Harry first met, got together, they went on their first tour, this sort of globe was effusive in their adoration of of this new young woman and this Hollywood star and love that story. But that's the nature of storytelling, isn't it? It has to it has to go up and down and up and down and and you know, we just have to keep our heads around it. Exactly. But of course uh, so New Year brings all the kids back to school after the Christmas break and sort of moving on to a fun little tidbit. I love this. We've discovered what 
Prince George and Charlotte's I menu know. is. This is extraordinary. I was reading this and I was thinking, well, firstly, I was thinking, how much does this cost? This is like three, <laughs> you know, three course meals for five-year-olds at school. But this is the dish that really made me laugh. Okay, so they go to school, they get lovely things like good sources of protein in turkey escalopes with honey, lemon and garlic and a pork sausage plat. Do you reckon they plait the meat or plait yeah, the pastry or what? I don't know what, what that is. <laughs> I'm hoping that it's a nice little pastry plait with some sausage and apparently onions, fresh herbs and gravy. But as a mother, and I hate to say the term as a mother because I don't think it constitutes any great knowledge, but I will say <laughs> this, that they are also offered vegan cauliflower, olive and lentil tagine. Now, my children at five would no more have eaten <laughs> <laughs> cauliflower, olive and lentil. Or the alternative is a pea and mint falafel with mango chutney. So, yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> Definitely you, doesn't sound appetising for a little kid. I reckon that goes into the bin every, you know, they have to put it on offer because they're these parents who are paying lots of money for this school. I've been told there's five offerings at lunchtime. Don't you think there's always this one offering that just ends up no kid would eat it? <laughs> no kid, apart from the apart from the one the one kid who's just everyone thinks is a weirdo because they then eat the lentil tagine for lunch. <laughs> anyway, um, they do have. I'd like to say on Fridays they're allowed to have uh, ham and cheese paninis. Yay, normal food. <laughs> anyway, it does sound very posh, but, you know, it's important that the the heir to the throne is well nourished, of course. <laughs> exactly. I love it, though. It's a funny story, isn't it? Of course, though, on the food theme, it seems that Megan's following in Diana's footsteps. That's right. Yeah, it's real. I love the story because it's – so Megan we know from her – blog the tig which has been since taken down because of course you know you can't be royal and and have a blog but there's this old footage of her going on a television show where she talks about none other than the virtues of grilled lettuce we're gonna pretend like the magic of tv they've been marinating for a bit but then the lettuces and this is what i love you can grill lettuce and it has the most amazing I've flavor never heard of that. it holds up yeah you can grill radicchio kale whatever you want grilled <laughs> lettuce i know I've have you ever grilled never lettuce heard that. <laughs> i've actually had grilled lettuce and what she's talking about you have to use more robust forms like you can't just chuck your iceberg in or your <laughs> butter what's the what's the floury really soft greeny one you can't use that one no you have to use a sturdy lettuce so you have to use a cos or a radicchio or something like that and you grill it on a grill plate and she says it brings out this lovely charred nutty taste and she i mean she's a real foodie and then she says how you have to present it so you you quarter the cos lettuce or whatever lettuce you're using and, and grill it on both sides and then it obviously has a dressing and it might have some prosciutto added to it and that sort of thing but what's really interesting is in this little tidbit but has come out in the last week at the same time as a story around Princess Diana. So a long time ago, a woman was seeking recipes from the Queen, the Queen Mother and various famous people for a recipe book. So Diana sent her recipe for beetroot soup. And this cookbook has been unearthed with Diana's recipe in it. And this disgusting sounding soup which has <laughs> yogurt and sour cream and herbs and things in it I can't imagine Diana actually made it herself but uh, I mean she wasn't supposed to be the greatest cook and and of course she had eating disorder issues as well but this bright red soup was something she absolutely adored and uh, yeah she's um I I think it's quite nice that they were both there's both these food themed little connections that have come out in the last week of course, that brings us to the end of the podcast today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Zoe. 
And thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up a copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.